Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And welcome all to Naples United Church of Christ on this holy day in the Christian year that we call Ash Wednesday. Blessings to all who are gathered with us in person and blessings to all who are connecting with us online this afternoon as I know that there are many connecting from places of work, many connecting from lunchrooms, many connecting from homes, and we are so gracious uh, to have you be with us as well. My name is Mark Williams and I'm the senior minister here at Naples UCC. Again, welcome. And I'm Reverend Angela Wells-Bean. I'm the Minister for Congregational Care here at Naples United Church of Christ. And we are glad to have you with us as we mark the start of this sacred season in our holy calendar. Ash Wednesday begins the season of Lent. And um, Mark is going to tell us a little bit about Lent and what that means. But before he does that, you have a quick announcement about something coming up this Sunday, don't you? Yes, a quick announcement. This weekend, our distinguished lecturer, Dr. Gary Dorian, will be with us. He is going to be lecturing at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning in Nelson Hall. Then he is going to be preaching both worship services this coming Sunday at both 9 and 11. And then later on Sunday afternoon, he'll be lecturing again at 2 o'clock. You won't want to miss uh, Dr. Dorian and uh, his lectures and his preaching uh, this coming Sunday. Be sure to put that on your calendars. Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of the Christian season that we refer to as Lent. Uh, Forty days and forty nights as we journey with Christ uh, through to Jerusalem, to the cross, and then of course to the tomb and beyond. And during that uh, 40 days, the Christian church over the centuries, both Catholic and Protestant, has considered that time as a time where we as followers of Christ might be intentional about our relationship with God and connecting with God through the spiritual disciplines of our faith. And one of the ways and opportunities that we're extending this to the congregation this year is in and through a special series of Lenten devotionals at noon each Wednesday for the next six weeks. In your bulletins, there is a series of preaching that is going to be happening over the next six weeks. We're going to be examining the six disciplines during uh, the season of Lent, and Pastor Angela and I will be uh, uh, preaching over the next uh, six Wednesdays at noon here in the sanctuary, and there will also be some inspiring music accompanying us. I look forward to being with you uh, on Wednesday's upcoming. And we also have another resource for you to deepen your Lenten practice. On Sunday, if you were here, you might have received those magnets because, of course, our environment subcommittee is encouraging us to minimize our usage of water. And there are more magnets available if you want to take one when you leave. Additionally, in the Narthex, we have Lenten devotional booklets. They're beautiful devotional books written by the still-speaking writers of the United Church of Christ. This is a group of writers at our denominational level that writes 
the daily devotional if you're subscribed to that and get that in your inbox every day. But this is a printed resource for you, and it has a devotion for each day, carrying us from now through, of course, Easter morning. So please take one with you on your way out if you didn't grab one already, and we can use that to connect with God every day and have some time set apart, maybe, you know, as you're just waking up in the morning or before you're going to sleep, whatever works for you. But please do take one. The church has made those available for all of us. We wanted to also give you a little bit of instructions about the imposition of ashes now so that it doesn't interrupt the flow of the service a little bit later on. Mark and I, when it comes to that part in the service, will stand um, down here on the carpet and I'll stand on this side and Mark will stand next to me. And the ushers will invite you forward row by row to receive ashes on your forehead. And after you do, you can return by the side aisle and return to your seat. If, mo- if, mo- if you have limited mobility and would like to receive ashes in your seat, that's completely fine. When the usher comes by your pew, just please let them know that you would like one of us to come to you. And we will certainly do that. Was that everything? Thank you, Beth. Almighty God, you have created us out of the dust of the earth. On this Ash Wednesday, help us to accept our mortality so that we might remember that by your gracious gift of Jesus Christ, we are given everlasting life. I invite you to join me in our responsive prayer of confession and assurance of pardon that's printed in your bulletins. Let us pray together. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and follow in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Before God with the people of God, I confess to my brokenness, to the ways I wound my life, the lives of others, and the life of the world. May God forgive you, Christ renew you, and the Spirit enable you to grow in love. Amen. Our scripture reading this afternoon comes from the third chapter of the book of Genesis. By the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread until you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Growing up, I recall visiting my grandparents who lived in Memphis, Tennessee. 
They were fond of taking me to Morrison's Cafeteria when I came to visit. For those of you not familiar with Morrison's, it's a southern-style cafeteria that employs a certain strategy, a wise strategy for the buffet line. Namely, they start you at the end. So before choosing your turkey and gravy or your roast beef and mashed potatoes, you must first decide on your dessert, typically pecan pie. And in considering those visits to Morrison's, I began to wonder, if not reflect upon, whether or not that is precisely the Christian tradition of Ash Wednesday. For when you think about it, what Ash Wednesday forces us to do is it forces us to start at the end. Yes, to consider our mortality. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And admittedly, even considering mortality, even going there, starting at the end, reflecting on death is very challenging for us to do. There was a ministry blogger last week, and she was talking about Ash Wednesday at her church. And she said, you know, Ash Wednesday is the day of the Christian year where I have to mention to the congregation the D word, death. Comedian Lily Tomlin put it another way. Tomlin remarked rather humorously and wisely, it's not that I'm afraid to die, it's just that I don't want to be there when it happens. Indeed, it is not easy to go there to reflect on our mortality, but I sense that when we're willing to move beyond our initial discomfort with all of this, there is some wisdom to be gleaned in how we might view our life through the lens of death, starting at the end. As some of you may be aware, over the past few weeks, I have been leading some discussions in a Bible study on the book of Ecclesiastes. And in that Bible study, we've talked about how Solomon has been reflecting upon the purpose and meaning of life under the sun. And in the third chapter of Ecclesiastes, Solomon remarks that from ashes we begin and to ashes we return, echoing what's written in the book of Genesis chapter 3. And it is out of this reflection about death and confronting mortality that Solomon, for him, gets crystallized, maybe, this threefold theology of meaning and purpose on earth. Namely, that we have an eternal God, that two, meaning and purpose on earth, come in and through our relationships with others, and that three, our labor, our service, our purpose of work beyond ourselves, is two, very, very meaningful. And all of that about what it is that matters the most about life on earth becomes crystallized, yes, through the lens of death, when we're willing to perhaps reflect upon the end. I recall a moment in my own ministry career when this became a rather illumined for me, when God illumined it for me. 
It was when one um, summer afternoon in an internship in the cornfields of eastern North Carolina, I got invited by a prison chaplain to come and shadow him for a day uh, in the prison as he led Bible study and was working with various different prisoners. And I shadowed him for a day in this prison. And at the end of the day, I was reflecting with him a little bit about his call. He had previously been the minister of a local parish. And I shared back with him, isn't this different for you? I mean, is this hard for you? And he said, believe it or not, when I made that transition late in my career to become a prison chaplain, it was rather refreshing because you see in here, faith is really a matter of life and death. And I will never forget what he shared with me shortly thereafter. He said, in this place, I no longer have to be worried about whether the sweet tea is sweet enough in the fellowship hall. It was through the lens of mortality, faith being a matter of life and death, that what mattered truly the most got put into focus. You know, in my own conversations with God of late, my sense is that I actually experienced my own Ash Wednesday last Friday. Would share with you a story. My wife Emily and I went to pick up my children from school last Friday afternoon, and yes, unfortunately, we saw the smoke from the airplane crash that occurred last Friday. Very, very tragic and devastating, and many of us have been praying for those who were impacted. And in seeing the smoke, of course, we went onto our phones to figure out what was going on, and we had to explain the situation uh, to our children. And as I began to look at the pictures of what happened, I began to see that lane on I-75 and that wall uh, where the airplane went down, and I couldn't help but think to myself, as many of you may be aware, for nine and a half years I lived on Marco Island, how many times my car had passed that very same wall. And I think it was just human nature that, you know, I went there It could have been me. And it was so interesting after that moment when I had to confront my mortality, how for the rest of my day, everything that didn't matter that was on the peripheral just went away. I no longer worried whether or not my son was going to be late to basketball practice. I no longer worried about the broken part in my dishwasher. I no longer worried about what the sides were going to be to accompany the rotisserie chicken that night for dinner. Everything that didn't matter was just chasing after the wind, just went away. And I will tell you too that it crystallized for me what it was that mattered the most. My relationship with the eternal God who extends heaven to yes, even those who were impacted. My relationship with my children, I hugged them a little tighter that night. And my vocation, my work in the world that was beyond myself. And if but just for a day, God illumined for me what matters the most. I would encourage all of us on this Ash Wednesday to start at the end. And when we do, 
May God illumine for each one of us what truly matters about our lives under the sun. For everything else, really, when you think about it, is just sweet tea. Let us pray. Gracious and eternal God, as we have confronted our mortality this day, we have done so with you in and through the power of your Holy Spirit. May we be illumined by what it is under the sun that truly matters the most to us. And may you, O God, continue to walk with us to the cross and beyond this Lenten season. For you are a God who is with us through death and beyond. Amen. And now as you go from this place on into your Lenten journey, go knowing that you are not alone. You are with God. And if you'll receive this benediction, may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warmly on your face. May the rain fall softly on your fields. And until we all meet again, may Jesus Christ hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. Go in peace.